Welcome to Brody Sports Talk. My name is Caleb Waldron. I'm joined by my partner and colleague, Travis Conway. Travis, how are you doing today? Uh, doing well, Caleb. Just ready to get into it. There's a lot to discuss this week. Absolutely. And as we've done the last couple of weeks, I'm going to go ahead and jump off with the college football playoff. The rankings were released last night, and it just is a, a great way to kind of start the show, uh, given our love for football here. Uh, I'm just going to do a quick top 10 rundown. It goes LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia. Those would be the top four. Currently on the outside looking in is Alabama, Oregon, Utah, Oklahoma, Penn State, and Florida. Um, Travis, what, what do you think is the most likely final four at this point? At this point, uh, it uh, it just depends on what happens in that SEC championship game. If Georgia wins, then I think the Final Four is going to stay pretty much the same. Um, just kind of mixed it around. Um, but if Georgia loses, they're going to be a two-loss team, and I think that opens the door for another team to slide in, like Penn State if they win out, Alabama. I don't know if they're going to put Alabama in there or not. Uh, it could still be OU, depending on how the season works out. Um, but I think if things work out and Georgia ends up winning the SEC championship, um, I think it'll be pretty much the same. It's, it's tough because it's always easy to look at chalk when you're looking at these things. Oh, yeah. And it's really tough for me to see Clemson or Ohio State losing a game. Yeah. Um, except for maybe the Big 10 championship. It's the only time I see Ohio State struggling. And even then they're probably playing... Minnesota, so or Penn, yeah, or yeah, no, they play Penn State this weekend, so that's right. the the exciting game this weekend there. Right. Um, I know, just living in Oklahoma, I want to talk about the path that I see that Oklahoma needs. Yeah, they need um, LSU has to beat Georgia. Yep. Uh, War Eagle Auburn needs to upset Alabama. Mm, yep. They need some sort of Pac-12 chaos. I don't know, like. Maybe if Oregon loses the Civil War game to Oregon State, because Oregon State hasn't been that bad, I have a tough time getting rid of a Pac-12 winner. I also sometimes go, do you take a one-loss Big 12 champion Oklahoma versus a Ohio State beat Penn State and then lost to Minnesota? Do you take Oklahoma over Ohio State when they don't have the conference title to go on that Final resume, yeah, and final I think that that's I think that's where they kind of have to need it. They need a little bit extra chaos because the Pac-12 champion is pretty much set up ahead of them as a front runner. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can see they they definitely need chaos. Uh, first and foremost, they have to win out. Of course, um, they have to be. You know, and I don't see, know if that's going to happen. I don't either. They have two decently tough games. Um, according to record, it's not. According to record, you're playing a low-end TCU team and a mediocre Oklahoma State team. But I think both of those teams, TCU and Oklahoma State, have the weapons to exploit the uh, inefficiencies that OU has in in defense, um, especially if they're at full health. Um, Oklahoma State right now is not looking like it's at full health, um, but if they can have full health, then it'll be... Absolutely. Uh, let's go ahead and stick with college football. Uh, Oklahoma State played this week. They beat Kansas 31-13. to 13. 
Uh, why don't you go ahead and recap that and then give us a little bit of a preview of what you're seeing against the game on the road in West Virginia this week. Um, well, the recap for against KU, we did exactly what we needed to do. We came out firing on all cylinders, offensively, defensively. Um, I have loved the uptick in turnovers that Oklahoma State has had in the last four or five games. Um, it's been awesome to see that, kind of bringing back the old school no-fly zone that we used to have. Um, Chuba Hubbard did what Chuba Hubbard does. Um, two touchdowns real early in the game. Um, he was real quiet kind of later in the game, but I think that was more of a load management type thing than him actually uh, not being able to produce. Um, the one thing that worries me is I want to know the extent of Spencer Sanders' thumb. Uh, it looks like he got banged up there late in the game. They brought in uh, Drew Brown, who, mind you, he looked great. Drew Brown looked solid um, as a passing quarterback, but we have kind of identified as a running quarterback team this year, so I don't know his ability to do that. But as for West Virginia coming up, West Virginia is one of those teams that I could see a lot of teams overlooking. Um, they haven't had the greatest year. Um, they're kind of in the cellar of the Big 12 right now. But they did just come off of a fairly large you know, upset. And that can motivate a team dramatically. So we, gotta, we have to come in. We have to do exactly what we have done, especially on defense. We've got to stop them on defense. Um, Chuba Hubbard's got to do what Chuba Hubbard does. And hopefully we'll have Spencer back. Um, but if not, I hope that uh, Drew Brown can be as successful as he was last Saturday. So I, I predict that Oklahoma State will win that game, but I am excited to see it, that's for sure. Absolutely. I, I think that it's a pretty safe bet to expect the win. Whether or not you're banking on it is a completely different story. Right. Um, Let's go ahead. I'm going to transition over to my, my big red that are have, have kind of been a big red disappointment this year. Uh, man, that stings just saying that. Um, <laughs> they lost 21-37 to 37 to Wisconsin. Um, I picked Wisconsin minus 14.5 in our picks because I wanted them to lose, and it didn't happen. Um, it's, it's very difficult. You see your opponent's... Uh, Jonathan Taylor came in and rushed for 204 yards and two touchdowns, 25 carries. Um, they threw for a touchdown as well. Uh, just all over what Nebraska was trying to do offensively. The thing that, that kind of stings me when I look at this one is we had a somewhat like breakout game for one of our players at running back in Dietrich Mills. Yeah. Uh, he hadn't really shined nearly as well as he did in this game. I also don't know why we didn't give him the ball more. 17 carries for 188 and a touchdown. That's an 11-yard average. Yeah. 11-yard average means you need the ball more. Yeah. That, that is the definition of hand off the ball. The other thing that, that gets me is I feel like Nebraska needs to get the ball a little bit more often out of the hands of Adrian Martinez. I would agree. Uh, he had... 23 passing attempts, completed 13 of those, and he had 16 rushing attempts. When you have more rushing attempts than completions, that is not the type of offense I want to see in 2019. Um, 
granted, it just things have not gone Nebraska's way this year. It feels like that once again this week. Uh, we do go on the road. They're going to play Maryland. Uh, we're actually a favorite, even though we've lost however many games in a row at this point. Uh, super depressing. <laughs> but Maryland is also not that good. So hopefully they can get a win, and maybe we can bounce back. I, I want them to go bowl eligible, and part of me was thinking, depending on if not enough teams become bowl eligible, Nebraska does graduate really well. Maybe we just need this win. Yeah. So please beat Maryland. <laughs> please beat Maryland. Please. Um, with that being said, uh, this one is an idea that Travis had for the show today. And it is, uh, I, I decided to call it uh, sending out save the dates. <laughs> uh, I like it. We tend to be reasonably young men. And we understand what it means when you get a save the date in the mail. I just it, means, it means that, that that weekend or that day is officially off the books for doing other things. Uh, you're going to probably a wedding or an event that you have to have. So we're going to send out some save the dates to some gentlemen that need to be planning on being at the Heisman ceremony in New York. December 14th in NYC. Um, let's go five to one each. Okay. If you are ready for that, yeah. Um, let me give you my five, my number five first, because okay. I think that he might not be on your list. Just want to trade off? Sure. Okay. So who I have at number five is Justin Herbert. Ooh, that's not on my list. I, yeah, barely. He's my sixth spot. Herbert is the. If Oregon is in the playoff, it is because he is good. Uh, he doesn't have. The moments that, in my opinion, like uh, Joe Burrow, but at the same time, he plays at Oregon. You don't always see those West Coast teams in their best moments. Right. It's a huge disadvantage. It's why Christian McCaffrey didn't get the Heisman, even though he probably should have. I agree. And Herbert, I think saying, Herbert, you should be in New York City is a fair invite at this point. Yeah. Who do you have at five? Uh, I actually have the suspended Chase Young. Um, His suspension (coughs) is going to be short. It's over. Well, yeah, it's over. Uh, So I think if his suspension would have been longer, I probably would have been in the same boat you're in. Um, But I don't think... I think he'll be able to come back now, uh, now that it's over, and continue what he was doing. Maybe I'm just with the fact that voters are too petty, but I didn't have him on my list. I, I think that they are just going to go, uh, you know, he had that two-game suspension, and Ohio State still crushed it because they played Maryland and Rutgers. Right. And, you know, Chase Young just isn't having that big of an impact on the team. Uh, see, I don't agree there, but... I, I don't I, know I, that I disagree. I think that the narrative is there. Unless yeah. he comes out and has, like... Five sacks. Five sacks and a defensive touchdown against Penn State. Right. Like, it's really tough to to, to give it to him. Yeah, I, I mean, I think this would be more of a, I don't want to say a pity pick, but I, I think it would be more of a, let's prove that it's not an offensive award and give a defensive guy a chance And at this point. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and move to number four. Number four is a player that plays in our state. 
His name is Jalen Hurts. Oh, you. Um, I, I don't know that... I think that he's the best option. Yeah. I think that he's got numbers. Yeah. And he's got wins. If OU somehow is in a, wins the Big 12 title, you are going to see him in New York City. Just yeah. period. Yeah. Uh, it's tough to leave him out when he's that good on a team that's that good. Yeah. Who do you have it for? Uh, I also have Jalen Hurts. And my reasoning behind it is very similar to yours. Uh, he's got numbers. Um, I don't think he's going to be anywhere near close to winning it. Um, another thing that comes into play is you can't argue against inviting the quarterback who's having a decent year of a team who's won the last two Heismans. If he played for any other team, I don't think he would have gone. But because... OU has had the last two Heismans and the last two number one draft picks. You can't ignore when their quarterback has points and has. I don't think he has the ability to win it. But at the same time, I had to put him on my list. Number three, I have the boy we've been campaigning for all year, <laughs> Chuba Hubbard. Chuba. Uh, Hubbard for Heisman. We've been pushing that. Pretty much since September yeah. on the on the podcast, and he's got a ton of rushing yards. He's got a ton of rushing touchdowns. He's probably going to become second behind Barry Sanders in the single season records for college football yeah. for Oklahoma State, at least. Um, yeah, he's he's, he's a beast, and he needs to be there. Yeah, uh, especially if OSU pulls the upset against OU. Makes it where there's probably not a Big 12 contender for the playoff. Yeah. But I think he definitely gets invited if they can win that game and he has a special game. Yeah. Um, and possibly gets himself into the discussion for actually winning, depending on what happens in some of the other outcomes. Yep. Who do you have at three? I actually have Justin Fields from Ohio State. I think what they're doing right now is special, and I think he's making a last-minute push. Um, but yeah, I have him in my third spot. I think I think if anybody, I think my top three could could easily win it. Um, but I think my number one is going to should say. So I they're all deserving. I don't necessarily have an issue. I've got Justin Fields at uh, number two. So clearly we have him in the same frame of reference. Mm-hmm. I just have to share these numbers. 2,164 passing yards, 31 touchdowns, one interception. That's impressive. That's efficient. That is ridiculous. I think he's going to go and have a special game against Penn State. If you beat Penn State, Michigan, and you know look good in the Big 12 champion or Big 10 championship, I think he could easily be there. Uh, who do you have it to? I have. The Chube Train, Chuba Hubbard at two. And the reason why I have him at two um, is something Gundy said this week in his post-game press conference. Um, how many running backs can you see this year having 1,800 yards? Two, maybe three. Chuba Hubbard only needs 70 yards to hit 1,800. He's on pace to hit 19 or maybe even 2,000 yards. Um, how many quarterbacks are you going to see have 2,000 yards or 2,500 yards? They're a dime a dozen. 
So I think what Chuba Hubbard's doing is more special than something that a quarterback is doing. Um, just solely for the fact that of the way that the game is currently, it's harder for a running back to get the yards that Chuba Hubbard is. Um, he's leaps and bounds ahead of everybody in his class um, or in his position. So I just think he, in my opinion, if it doesn't go to Joe Burrow, it should go to Chuba Hubbard just for what he's done this year. And he's only a sophomore, so there's a good chance he will come back. I believe he's a sophomore. He is a sophomore. Uh, if you take his per-game average, he is expected to hit uh, 2,070 yards this year. Which is huge. Yeah, but unfortunately he's being overshadowed by the player that that we all know. He's the front runner. Yeah. Joe Burrow. Uh, it's tough to argue against Joe Burrow. I think it's interesting. I was reading something this week that said instead of having odds on who is going to win the Heisman, Vegas is now at the point of will Joe Burrow win the Heisman, yes or no? Yeah. It's it's that it's, much of a, a difference. Yeah, it's um, Joe Burrow versus Field at this point. And part of that is, yes, he has more interceptions than Justin Fields, but he also has way more passing yards. Uh, also, you beat Bama. So, you beat Bama, all of a sudden you're in that discussion. Just ask Johnny Manziel. Mm-hmm. So, it's a really big one. It's tough to say that it's going to be anything other than Joe Burrow at that point. Yeah, and I, and I think you're right. I, I definitely agree that it's going to be Joe Burrow. Um, I think with a lot of these guys, I think having a Heisman caliber season and being invited to New York, um, I think they all know that it's going to Joe Burrow. But I think at this point that if they're a sophomore or junior um, and plan to come back to their team next year, they're going to use that motivation of, I got to New York, why can't I win it next year, um, to push into the next year, which is what I want, especially for Chuba Hubbard. All right. Uh, this is a new segment brought to you by my brother. Uh, he recommended it. And uh, Travis, you are uh, – you already know. Oh, yeah. You already know. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, I just put on this day, November 20th, 1982. That's all I put on the paper. Because uh, we're recording this November 20th, Wednesday. It is this play right here. The band is on the field! The band is on the field! <laughs> the band is on the field! The play. The play. <laughs> with Stanford and Cal. Cal getting the win. Uh, clearly, Travis and I were not alive for that play. But Travis was uh, very excited uh, because he doesn't like Stanford. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I don't like it. I don't. And, and sorry to anybody that's a Stanford fan um, that listens, but I just have never been a Stanford fan. Um, but the play was huge. I mean, I wasn't born. wasn't even close to being born. Um, and I already knew when you wrote on this day exactly what this was. Um, Another thing is the rivalry between Stanford and Cal and the axe that goes way back to, like, the, I want to say it's like the 40s or the 60s maybe. Um, I love that rivalry um, and the, the mindset behind it. There's a lot of hijinks that goes along with that rivalry of stealing, trying to steal the axe. They have this axe under security systems that the Declaration of Independence 
should be under. Like, bolt, like three panes of bulletproof glass, a trap door, its own set alarm. Like, this thing is protected. And I just love, I love the idea of that, the fact that it's so needing to be stolen. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's go ahead and jump over to the NFL. We're going to jump to the Vikings. They had a 27-23 crazy win Woo! over Denver, and they're heading into a bye week, so no preview needed for you there. Yep. And then we'll jump to my Packers preview for the game of the week against the 49ers because we don't have a recap because we <laughs> were just on a bye week. Uh, man. Had you had we recorded this at halftime of that game, <laughs> my uh, attitude and voice probably would have shown it. Uh, that first half was trash, um, but we had a Minneapolis miracle and just came flying back in the second half. Kirk Cousins went like eighteen for twenty-one, two hundred and thirty-something yards and three touchdowns in a half. Um, while he didn't play the greatest in the first half, he didn't exactly play bad. And I'm actually curious if this will bring him into the MVP conversation. Uh, I don't think he's anywhere close to winning it, but he should be at least talked about, in my opinion. Uh, I feel like his pass is held against him a lot. Um, but the dude's great. Um and I know if you go back to episode one, I probably wasn't talking too highly of him. Um, probably as recently as like episode 10. Or probably. Or episode but eight. He's turned it on, and I, I couldn't be happier about that, being a Vikings fan. Um, but the game was amazing to watch. Um, in fact, my brother-in-law, when they went into the halftime, um, my wife texted my brother-in-law and said, what is actually happening? My brother-in-law is a giant Broncos fan, so is my wife. She said, what's actually happening in this game? And he simply sent back, we're bad at halftime adjustments. Don't worry, the Vikings will come back. And they did. And so I have to give my brother-in-law full props <laughs> for guessing that. Um, but no no game this week, so much needed rest. Try to get some people healthy. Um, get them back on the field. And then there's my Packers, who are coming off of that much needed rest. Uh, it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, we've got the 49ers in San Francisco. Uh, got flexed, so it's the Saturday Sunday night game of the week. Yep. Uh, what what is there not to like about this game? Uh, Aaron Rodgers still only has thing. well, too bad. Uh, Aaron Rodgers still only has two picks on the year. He's in the backfield with Aaron Jones. Uh, Aaron Jones has been a beast this year. Eleven touchdowns on the ground to go with some through the air. Yep. It's one of those that makes you go, who is actually going to show up? Because I feel like when people look at the 49ers and Packers and see their records 9-1-8-2, they go, man, these teams must be dominating. But it's not that. It's really been a, these teams are getting the job done. These teams are winning games in a way that they need to win. If you go back and look at the 49ers the past couple of weeks, they have the overtime loss to Seattle, and their other two games were against the Cardinals. They beat the Cardinals by three the first time. Last week, they technically beat them by ten, but that was also because they got a defensive touchdown in the last play when the Cardinals were trying to get an emergency touchdown to win. Mm-hmm. 
So it wasn't really 10. The, the 49ers scored in the final minute of the game. Um, according to the spread, it was. 49ers have... No, they didn't beat the spread, according to us, because we well, had no. 11 and a half. We had 11 We were early. <laughs> but according to the spread... The late spread. The late spread, it was. A touchdown. But at the same time, you go, okay, are we going to see... I think the difference in this one is that the Packers are coming off of a bye. I think the fact that we are able to come in rested and refreshed, probably have done some self-scouting. I think that they're actually going to go in there and pull the upset. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely thinking about taking this in our picks later, depending on what Travis allows me to get to. But I think that you at least have to have it as a fairly equal game. Mm -hmm. The spread that Vegas has on this, uh, when they initially came, or yeah, it's 49ers minus three. Which is basically, we're giving the 49ers home field. Yeah. Packers are not always the most road of road teams, so we'll see what happens. It's definitely going to be a, a fun game as we, we play another team that plays at a bay. Yep. With that being said, uh, let's go over to our Brody pick draft. Uh, we have, I, I gained two games on you this week, too much to your lament. Uh, it has not been the easiest season for Travis this year. Nope. Uh, I am now up 67 to 59. Yep. And uh, with that being said, we're going to... Let me explain it real fast. Uh, Travis is going to pick first. We do pick each of the Power 5 conferences. We pick a group of five and a wild card. Wild card can be an independent, or we can go back into one of the other Power 5 or group of five again. And we cannot go head-to-head. Which means our SEC picks will be interesting this week. Yep. Because all the SEC teams are pretty much playing Division II schools, so we don't pick those either. Um, and then we'll do NFL, and we'll do, if Travis takes the Vikings like he nearly always does, then the rest of the NFC North is unavailable. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. Uh, Travis, you are up for the first pick. I'm jumping straight into my group of five, and I'm taking Boise minus eight against Utah State. Uh... Boise's only one, maybe they've lost one game, and then they've only only had one other game where they've won for less than eight points. So, and Utah State has been demolished in a lot of their games. I'm surprised that spread is that low. I am going to go to the ACC and take Virginia Tech minus four. The Hokies have been one of my better teams the second half of the season. I really like uh, them at home easily taking care of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh doesn't excite me at all. Uh, I would have put the spread significantly higher, so uh, I feel like I'm getting a, some cheap points there with Virginia Tech. Yep. Uh, I'm going to go for a risky pick, and I'm going to go to the Big 12, and I'm going to take TCU plus 19 against Oklahoma. Uh, similar to the same reason that uh, you picked it last week against Baylor. I don't see OU beating a lot of people by a lot of points. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, looking around, I'm going to the Big Ten. I'm going to take a road underdog. I'm taking Illinois again. Illinois plus 15 and a half to cover at Iowa. I know Iowa just upset Minnesota. Illinois is better than you think. Hangover game. And Illinois just beat Michigan State. Illinois is bowl eligible. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about an Illinois that you're used to. They're good. Yeah. Um, I'm going to jump into the ACC 
and knock that one out because I need to. And I think I'm going to take Miami minus 19 against Florida International. Nice. I'm going to do this because uh, we talked about it in our history section. I'm taking Cal plus three at Stanford. That's a good one. That's a good one. Oh, man. So I'm going to take... I'm going to jump into the SEC, and as much as I hate to do this, I'm taking LSU minus 44 against oh, Arkansas. Oh, gosh. I would not have taken that. I Arkansas is just not good. Not good this year. Um, especially now, because they don't have a coach. Well, I'm going to stay with you in the SEC for this moment, and I'm going to take Tennessee plus four. I'm taking apparently road uh, underdogs right now. I've got three of them. Yeah. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take my wild card, and I'm actually going to take Notre Dame minus 19 against Boston College. Dang. Notre Dame's been on a tear lately. And they're always good to me when I pick them. Uh, they have been. <laughs> they have been. I'm going to go west to the, the group of five for me. I'm, I'm taking a team that I took last week, and it worked out well. I'm taking San Diego State plus three at Hawaii. They're good, and I think that they'll get it done again this week. I like it. It's a good one. Um, I'm actually going to jump into the Big Ten, and... Sorry, Lions fans. I'm taking Ohio State. Ooh. Minus 17 and a half. Um, last week proved to me that Minnesota isn't as good as they looked against Penn State, um, which in turn means Penn State is worse than they look. I don't think they'll beat them. I think Ohio State is on a tear. All right. I'm going to the Big 12. I'm going to take... Oklahoma State minus seven and a half. There you go. I like that pick. Chupa chupa choo choo. Chupa choo choo. All right. Pack 12 for me is all I've got left. And I am actually going to take Washington minus 14 and a half against Colorado because nobody likes the Buffaloes. I have one more to pick. I'm going to jump back to the Big 12. Oh, I'm going two. to take Texas plus five and a half. I think Texas is going to pull the upset. No. Baylor is on super hangover status, and they are going to drop another game. No, 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 no. I don't need that. <laughs> I All still right. need chaos. NFL. All right, NFL. Uh, I'm actually not going to take the Vikings because they're not playing. <laughs> <laughs> but. Trump. Dang it. <laughs> yeah, right? I am going to jump over to the AFC North. And take Steelers minus six and a half. And now you can take your Packers. Yeah, I'm curious how that's going to work with Pouncey out. I know we didn't really talk about it because it's basically a week old. Yeah. But uh, I don't know how their O-line does without their center. Plus, Mason did not look good last week. He didn't. Um, I'm going to take Packers plus three. Yeah, I figured. Um, when it comes to the NFL, I'm kind of just throwing things out there at this point because I can't get any worse, can I? Um, you can't. <laughs> I can't lose points. Um, I'm actually going to jump to the NFC South, and I'm going to take the Saints minus 10. Travis loves those Saints this I year. I do, especially with Breeze. Pause if you've heard me say this before. Nobody circles the wagons like the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Bills minus four over the Broncos. 
I feel oh, man. I feel good about that one. AFC East off the board. Okay, I'm going to take the AFC South. I think in the comeback game, the Texans are going to come out and obliterate the Colts. Minus wow. four. Wow. I would not have taken that. I do. I think that they're angry now because they just got demolished. I am going to the NFC West. No, that's where I'm taking the Seahawks plus one and a half versus the Eagles. I was going to take the Ravens. Well, you couldn't take the Ravens. You're right. I couldn't. You could take in the Rams. Yeah. (laughs) I am going to jump into the NFC East. There's only two left, so... You just took the Seahawks, so I can't take that game. And... Wait, there should be three games, right? Well, yeah, I meant there's only two options as far as divisions. Right, okay. Um, Give me... None of that. Never mind, I'm going to the AFC East. AFC West. AFC West. That's the only game. Raiders minus two and a half versus the Jets. Give it to me. I'd rather rather take that. (laughs) I'm not surprised. No. I I was kind of hoping you were going to end up believing me that on accident. Yeah, no. Um, I didn't even realize that. I'm going to take the Giants plus six. I'll let you take out that trash. In the... No one wants to watch that game. <laughs> so, that being said, we're Travis and Caleb. We're signing off. Thanks for listening to Brody Sports Talk. Y'all have a great day. Woo!